0: Jude, don't make it
1: bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember, Remember to let trolls out, out of your, out your heart, and you can start to make it better. Hey Jude. Don't <laughs> It's been in my head ever since I was reading Stephen King's The Dark Tower series because it's in. Interesting. It's in the alternate universe. Is a version of Hey Jude. Yeah. Like
0: the Upside Down.
1: The Upside Down, right. That's like one of my
0: favorite YouTube videos that little Korean boy singing Hey Jude. Have you seen it? He's got this little ukulele and he stands up on his couch and he bows and he goes. <laughs> But my favorite part is when it gets loud in the song and he he starts to like yell better better ah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, where, man, we've been doing this a while. <laughs> we're running out of rhymes. It's like episode 2000. Where we've been doing this know. a
1: while, but we still got that smile.
0: Wow well, you, you, I knew you were going to do wild and smile. You, you should have rhymed with guile. That would have been cooler. I don't even know what the word guile really means. I just think street fighter.
1: Guile, yeah, me too. The guy with the, the Air Force guy with the hair. I always used to draw him in my my sketchbooks as a kid. I want to be like you guile. did, yeah. Sonic. Well, boom. it's
0: sly. It's it's sly or cunning intelligence is what guile really
1: means. There you go. If you didn't listen to this podcast, you wouldn't know that. There's no way you would know that. Exactly.
0: You wouldn't know that. And since we have so much guile, you keep tuning in because you hear those little nuggets of goodness. Yes. And today, you know, I'm kind of doing a different a different format for the podcast. I um. Didn't tell Matt what we're talking about because I think, because last episode, if you remember, Matt says he likes chaos in his life. He likes to create <laughs> chaos, and out of the chaos comes this creativity. And so I thought, right, you know what? I'm going to put him to the test and see if that bullshit is true. Yeah.
1: I'm not responsible if I have nothing to say about the topic that I you'll heard have. You'll have plenty to say. This is like totally up your alley.
0: So, Matt. I was on tour and this thing happened and I thought, man, I got I wish Matt was right here, we could just sit down and talk about this. Or if you if I called you on the phone, we would have had an hour hour rant like we normally do. Beautiful. We play this show in Oklahoma City. And there's like, I don't know, 150 tickets pre-sold. And we're thinking, it's Friday night, it's gonna be a great show in Oklahoma. And local bands start loading in and they're like all stoked and they're like, man, I love Sherwood. Love you guys! Such an honor to, to uh, open up the show. We're like, oh, cool! It's gonna be a great show tonight. In the parking lot, people were coming up to us that were, um, they were probably there to see the local bands, friends of local bands, and such. But saying like, you know, walked up to Dan's, multiple people were saying, "Dude, I love the podcast. Um, it's really cool." And Dan's like, "Oh, cool." And he, you know, and then Matt, nah, we play this show. And people who paid money to get into this show, who are fans of podcasts, fans of the band, opening band members, gone. What? Everyone went home. What do you mean? Like, everyone left. Except, like, the 40 or 50, like, hardcore Sherwood fans. (laughs) Was
1: it just a long kind of opening? No, they
0: left after... The like second band played. They were we were like in the parking lot. We were like getting ready and like one of the local bands was like, dude, such an honor to play with you guys. Really big fan. Shakes my hand, walks to his car and goes home. What? Yeah. It's such a weird generation now. I I don't even know where to begin to unpack what happened. Wait a minute. So so one of two things happened. One of two things (laughs) happened. Go ahead. Either like people just don't care about Sherwood anymore, which is totally possible. Um, Impossible. And, there was Impossible. <laughs> and there's too many bands on the show. Or two, something is happening to where people just don't give a shit about live music or hanging out at a show or experiencing an evening with, with people.
1: Okay, let me let me Dr. Matt this a bit. What day of the week was it, do you know?
0: Friday night.
1: It's a Friday night, so... Like,
0: everything was stumped. We got back to the RV and we talked about it as a band. It stumped all of us. And where did like, all the people go? Like, where did...
1: Why? How Where did many 50 local or bands? 60 people go. How many local bands were there? Uh, you know, you, probably two or three. So not a ton. So it's not like not you, a ton. It's not like they wore out the fan base. And then, um, do you know what the ratio of tickets were, were? Like, how many people the local bands brought versus? Uh, it was probably Sherwood half. Sold.
0: They brought like half of half of the tickets sold.
1: So yeah. you're looking at 150 tickets sold. Half of them brought by the locals. Half of them by the headliner. It's pretty yeah. good, um, their combined efforts. But then suddenly there was a third left. So a good portion. Yeah. A couple dozen of potentially your fans. Even our fans were leaving. Left. We didn't understand. We were like, what?
0: Like, and we've been doing this a while. I don't think it's because we played bad. It was right. Like, well, everyone, they left
1: before you played. They didn't even
0: get to criticize. A lot of them did, yeah. Yeah. Um, and But even like the local bands left before we played, even the guys that were like super stoked to play with us and then like wrote on our social media days later, it was an honor to play with you guys. I almost felt like writing back, yo, bro, you left early. How do you even know it was a good show? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like. I, we never did that as a band. Whenever right. we supported a local band, we stuck around. We, we encouraged our fans to stick around. It was like this thing. It was like we made a night of it.
1: Yeah, it's a different and... different kind of culture. I wonder if it has something to do with, you know, like we've talked about this before where people just make appearances at certain places, take some photos, act like they're there, move on to the next party that's happening later in the night to take more photos. And it's, it's less about actually enjoying where you're at and more about just... Uh, Pretending that you're at a lot of yeah, places doing yeah, a lot of things, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. So like the idea of like enjoying an actual an actual concert is less valuable in the culture of Instagram than the idea of taking a picture at the concert, then moving on to the next concert or next party and taking pictures there. It's not really about the concert, it's about projecting an image of your lifestyle that you want to project of, you know, doing a lot of fun things and meeting a lot of cool people. And that's more that's more the the enjoyment than the actual
0: yeah yeah concert. this is so. what we used to happen back in the day We can break this down. People would go to a show if they paid 15 16 bucks 20 bucks whatever it was to get into the show they were there for the night
1: yeah they'd sit through all the local bands yeah. they didn't care about and all the openers and and then they would like learn about I mean when we used to open up for tours like people would learn about our music. From like watching us, and they they didn't come to see us, right, like we got paid a yeah, hundred bucks exactly, barely enough for gas to get to the show, and so we were out there trying to hustle our merch and trying to make money so we wouldn't have to sleep at a rest stop or something, yeah, and I watched all the bands and i I was interested in in finding new music and seeing what what new thing could happen, yeah,
0: yeah, and this was predominantly like younger, like they were probably Sherwood fans in like two thousand six two thousand seven, and then now they were in a band all these years later. But I just thought, man, how bold to walk up to like the singer in uh, another band that you've opened up for and say, man, love your set. And then walk to your
1: car and say, well, you sure he never came back? You don't know. He he could have been like, I'm going to get some food. I'm going to come back, watch your set. (laughs) I didn't see one dude in any local (laughs) band
0: after the show. Was this the, uh, where is this? Oklahoma City? Was it a conservatory? Uh, well, it's it's now named uh, something else, but, but it's yeah, still I that see. dingy dive yep, diving yep. club. Well, they they updated it. It's got a bar, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like back in the day, if, like the bands were like, meh. You would get a drink, and you would talk to somebody, and you'd right. hang out. You'd hang out. And you're there. This is what, what I'm else doing tonight. Where are you tonight? gonna go? Yeah. What else are you gonna be doing yeah. on that evening? It's like nine o'clock. Yeah. Eight thirty. You're already all the way across town, and if you if you live in Oklahoma City, you know what I'm talking about. You. It's hard to get around in Oklahoma City.
1: Right. It's just long roads with lights everywhere. It's you Friday can't night, get... man. They got stuff to do. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> they all so weird. I got tired of watching Sherwood come out of retirement, play those songs again. Oh, I know. But here's the thing. I saw multiple people
0: walk up to Dan, shook his hand, said, dude, big fans of your podcast. Dan's like, oh, cool. And then I saw him you know, pulling a Dan Coke for like 30 minutes in the parking lot, talking about all this podcasting stuff. And then they were like, see ya. Walked to their cars and left (laughs) not (laughs) Not here for your music it wouldn't have been a big like every show we've ever played
1: people filter out it's part of it's part of headlining really part of it's part of headlining not everyone's there to see you and you're the last to play so you know whoever's got other stuff to do or they didn't come to see you they'll they'll scoot out and so that's why when we do like a co-headlining tour we always fight over playing direct support because direct support <laughs> gets gets the bigger yeah. crowd, yeah. and nobody wants yeah. to go last unless you have some crazy ego. And we've been with we've been on tour with bands that demand playing uh playing last because of the I don't know air of superiority that comes with it or something. And I'm like, go ahead, I don't care, I want to play for the yeah, bigger crowd. <laughs> but
0: even then, but even then, like you didn't see a huge portion of people filter out. No,
1: I mean that that usually happened when when like. When the headliner was misbooked by the promoter or slated in a spot that they shouldn't have been. So, like, you know, if we were in our hometown and we were on tour with a band of, of pretty equal size, maybe yeah. they're a little bit bigger, but then we play our hometown and the promoter's yeah. like, No, that band's a headliner, they're going last. And we go, Okay. And then everybody leaves after our set because they came to see us because it's our hometown, and then they play for half the crowd. That happens. And that that's happened.
0: and that and that seems like maybe that's what happened to us. Maybe that's all that is. It's just that the local band should have played
1: last. And,
0: uh, and you that think that was
1: hopeful. the case? Do you think a lo- did a local sell like a bunch of the tickets, or was it kind of a combination? I want to say they. I
0: want to say there was one local that sold a lot of tickets, and I want to say that was a local that talked to all of us, and whose fans were interested in the media that we had been a part of, whether it was music or podcasts or whatever. Right.
1: But they weren't really interested in staying and watching your set, <laughs> which is weird because, you know, that the, relatively uh, that just didn't happen.
0: I can understand, like, 10, 15 people going home, but, like, 50-some-odd people yeah. just got in their cars. and Like, the parking lot was full of cars, and then right before we played, it was like a desert back there.
1: There wasn't some bigger concert back in, in, in town or something, like... i don't think so
0: man i think it was just like it wasn't getting it wasn't getting late like you were saying i think it's something else something else is going on something Mm -hmm. else is happening where people are less interested in the boring mundane of of a friday night of kind of having to like make your friday night into something with the people you're with where you're at right it's like I could go home and sit on my couch and watch Netflix and peruse through Instagram for five hours. That's more, that's more interesting. Well,
1: than... yeah. I mean, there's so much entertainment in our world too nowadays, like with just, just in your cell phone alone. And then you talk about Netflix and HBO and Hulu and it's unending how much really quality entertainment too. Like not stuff that's bores, you know, back in the day we used to watch TV and f- change channels and stuff. Now that like, I could sit on Netflix for a year and still be watching quality well put together storylines and narratives and shows and acting and everything. Like there's just never yeah. there's not there's it's bottomless. And you know, before you could go to a, a town
0: bottomless living. Yeah.
1: Bottomless entertainment. <laughs> well, it's just like you could, you know, back in the day we would go play Wichita, Kansas and we played the FOE or whatever. And there'd be 350 like yes. really sweaty, yes. stoked kids who showed up to every show, and it didn't matter who was playing almost, because there was nothing in that town going on, and there was no Netflix, there was no incredible video games, you you, you know, you played enough of, you know, I think it was like Halo 1 at the time, and then you went to a concert, you know, that, that was the entertainment, you know, maybe you go to <laughs> yeah, a movie yeah. once in a while, but it wasn't like you can just sit at home all day long and be endlessly entertained by YouTube videos, so like, You know, you're competing with live music, is competing in a sense with this huge boom in just the screen entertainment, which is, you know, this two dimensional realm that people live in. My point is, is
0: like, we've played a lot of shows, we've played plenty of shows. I've played bad shows, great shows. I've played shows to five people before. Yep. Um, We played shows to two people before. Yeah. And we played shows to thousands of people before. So it's it's weird. It's like, you know, you get the gist of things. But this felt there there is a change in the culture. There's a change in the way that we are consuming media. There is a sort of a fatigue going on that's, like, spreading throughout our brains to where we just don't really have the attention span or mm-hmm. the care or... Something else always. It's going to be a little bit more entertaining. Like we can't quite put the phone down. We can't quite turn the TV off. Right. We, we. It's just our brains are rewired.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't. You know, define exactly what happened or what, what, um, what happened at the show. But I can attest to, and at least it's a good conversation starter to talk about how much entertainment we have in our lives and how much that the it's almost like you know directly proportionate to the amount of entertainment we have is the amount of kind of disconnection or or sadness or inability to live in the present or inability to enjoy what we're doing thinking about the next kind of you know the next free lunch we're gonna consume or whatever all the time and yeah i mean we've seen that in just the last Fifteen years of, of going to shows like the difference in in how people engage in a show it used to be it was like you pack bodies together, yeah, and people are like bouncing off each other and there's energy in the room and they're you know, and yeah. then now it's like I mean maybe it is we're getting older but then there's also this this people want to watch the show through their screen they want to film it they want to because it does it doesn't it's not really happening unless. Yeah. it's recorded on the device and so they, they tend to just keep the device up in front of their face as this filter and while they're framing the show and they're watching the show you know from behind their device yeah. and it's just yeah. it's totally devoid of like the present feeling and vibe it's a separate like we're all our separate entities and we we have to be first concerned with projecting the image online that we want people to have of us And then it's totally secondary to be actually enjoying ourselves in the moment.
0: Lately, I've been thinking it's just someone else's job to care. Who am I to sympathize when no one gave a damn? I've been thinking it's just someone else's job to care. Who am I to want to try? thing, People are powerful beings Trying to find the power in me To be faithful Change is a powerful thing I feel it coming in
1: me Maybe by the time done I'll be able to be honest
0: People. Now We're all in control of the entertainment going on around us. So it's on demand. We can listen to this podcast, for example. Like, you know, people can just they can start listening to us chatter and then they can be like, ah, this is this is crappy. I'm gonna turn on something else. And then like you know, if you're if you're lazy, you can turn on the radio. But if you're ninety-nine percent of people are gonna turn on whatever they want to listen to. Right. Whether it's Spotify or they listen to a different podcast or they call their friend. And then if that person doesn't pick up, they call another person. Sure. I'm going to get what I want right now. Yeah,
1: everything's so on demand, yeah.
0: And so when you have you say you come there to see the opening band, you're like, Oh, you know, I really like this opening band. They're cool. I'm gonna pay twenty bucks to go see the opening band. The opening band plays and then they go, I am one hundred percent not interested in listening to the headliner. I do not care. Right. I will walk outside, I will smoke my cigarette, I will completely abandon uh uh any sort of Somebody else telling me that I have to support sure. this or listen to this. I don't know. It just feels like that's what's going on. Is right? That, they're, is they're, that people? They're, they they only chose the one thing, and there's no way in hell right. anyone else is going to. Well, make we their live night in an increasingly choose for them.
1: Yeah, in an increasingly on-demand world where where they're kind of we we teach our consumers that they can have what they want when they want it, how they want it, very customized. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of pushback from that. You know, um, before you know, people were like, "Newspaper, newspapers are failing because they have all this curated stuff, or weekly magazines are failing because they have all this curated stuff." And and why not? I have my own personal curated news feed? And what 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 they're finding is that people, they're without room for whimsy or novelty or introducing something new into their, um, their lives. Um, you just You lose. I think society loses as a whole when you have a bubble in your news feed, for one, um, because your your, opinion is never challenged. Um, And that's kind of like what Facebook is starting to move away from because they thought, oh, this is what, you know, my daily news, um, this is what everything's moving towards. So you don't have to read a newspaper where you have a bunch of columnists you don't agree with. You just get the stuff that you want. And, you know, that's all made in a... You know that's that's good intent. You know, it's like give people what they want. But if you don't have any room for chaos, Nate, right? Like something that is Boom. unexpected happens. Um, yeah, that that like changes. Your friend
0: just drops this bomb right, on you. And that you changes.
1: Yeah, changes your opinion or <laughs> your perspective, or um, surprises you. I mean, there's no surprise in entertainment. You go and you
0: watch what you want to watch. Like I think it's like what you just said. There has been this sort of select filter, and anything that's outside of the filter, people rage against that. Like, no, we can't right. have conservative ideas coming into our liberal college. This is Berkeley, and we're going to burn the place down if anyone <laughs> comes in. You yeah,
1: know? they've also been told that speech is violence, and uh, which is, I think, a really har- harmful thing. Because, yes, there is such a thing as harassment, and that's illegal, but for someone to come and share an alternate opinion to yours, and you may deem that opinion um, negative or burn bad, it down. But yeah, burn to it say down. that it's innately violent and that, um, and that is cause for uh, silence or suppression of speech, I mean, that just comes from, I think, a culture of, of, of growing up. And, and uh, when, you, when you're faced with the reality of the suffering of life, Whoever is who curating your experience doesn't allow that to happen. They say, you know what, that's wrong. You shouldn't have to deal with that. You shouldn't have to hear things that that hurt your feelings. Um, when, when, when someone says, you know, used to be sticks and stones break your bones, but name, names will never hurt you or words will never hurt you, uh, it's kind of like this reengineering of that. It's like sticks and stones will break your bones and words will kill you. So don't hear bad <laughs> words because you're yeah. going to die.
0: You know, something there was a discussion on the RV when we were on tour that that I thought that, that might play in with this and I can throw this out there too. Okay. The discussion is this. In the in in the left and right, which is what we're always bombarded with, someone said this, I don't remember who exactly, probably Dan, but it was like the left have better ideas. Yeah. In in general, the left have better ideas. But the left fail more so than the right to actually do something about it. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Where like the right people are like they they've come to some very sort of kind of maybe prejudice or small town mind ideas, but they're more likely to put the boots on the ground than the right. left. And so I was thinking to myself, like, man, that's
1: so that's so true. Can I just overlay that with the chaos and order thing? <laughs> I mean the left. Sure. So order, uh, You know when it when it when it's fully realized and it goes you know far away from that border. You know if you're looking at a yin yang symbol, there's the order on one side. It's it's the white and there's the black, which is the chaos. And there's a squiggly line in the middle. And we were talking about this last episode how kind of the artist or or anybody who's trying to learn something needs to kind of stand with one foot on either edge. So you're facing the chaos where all new things are birthed out of, but you have enough stability and structure to harness that chaos into something productive. And that's that's with your foot in the order side. And a lot of people move from, hmm. from hmm. that in, in their youth, and they move more towards the order and the structure, and they become more and more conservative, as we've seen in studies. Um, but what you see about the order side, and that has, happens to be more conservative people, um, is hmm. that they believe in a rule, a structured society, um, and they believe in boots on the ground. They're very conscientious. Um, and so they get things done. Whereas uh, on the far left, maybe the more liberal, they, uh, in, as far as the big five uh, personality traits go, they display more openness to new experiences. And so they're way open to the chaos of the disorder side, the... Uh, yeah. And, and so they aren't able to organize the way the order people can organize. Um, but all, all the new ideas, all the creativity, it's all on that side of it. But like we, like we saw with the Tea Party versus Occupy Wall Street, the Tea Party, conservatives, right? they could organize really, really well and they could get their people elected to the House and they could have a very clear agenda whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. They were they were there for a specific purpose and they were executing. Whereas Occupy Wall Street, you know, it's all about this, oh, the big banks are are criminal. And then everyone else has other ideas. And it's like, yeah, everyone's ideas are great. And, you know, they're out there in the chaos and they have no way to organize, no way to establish any order or or structure, yeah. and they can't get yeah. elected, and the whole movement fizzles. And that's just like, that's what happens. And it's usually the young people who are involved in, in those types of movements. I think you're right. And this reminds me of like the Chris Hoke episode when Chris
0: is like, look, I have some pretty progressive ideas. I think that prisons are just like a big institution, and they mostly, is it mass incarceration? is big b- business. It's big business, yeah. yeah. But guess what? Guess who's showing up every day, to hang out with inmates it's very conservative people
1: right and they're also they're also seeking criminal justice reform you know and they're daily they're they're daily working with inmates to um to get their sentences reduced and uh, you know get them you know get yeah. them help on the outside et cetera et cetera so you, you 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 say you care about restorative justice versus retributive justice or whatever in the- criminal justice system. And, and a lot of left-leaning yeah, people will yeah. say that. But like you said, the people who structure their lives and order their lives around actually and going and visiting the pr- the prisoners are the conservative folks because they, they tend to be more organized. And that's why I say you have to have one foot on either yeah. side because if you lean too far conservative, it is it is fascism, right? It's like this is the way it is. You can't ever have anything new, or it's total fundamentalism. The way back, the way forward is the way back. Yeah, that's so true. And there's no new ideas, and there's no creative juices. And so you have to get, you have to get to the edge. If you're an ordered person, a conservative person, you have to move towards the unknown. You have to move towards the new ideas and try to engage with them, so that you can be on that. On the border where all the action, the good stuff. happens. So it is. It is
0: weird that like this one little concert, this one little sort of social experiment, could be this like weird thing of order and chaos. I didn't even think about that. Where you know you've got you've got these people in there that is like, hey, have a little chaos in your evening. Have a little unstructured yeah. time. Go get a drink. Talk to somebody you you know you you never would have talked to. Yeah. Do something
1: you didn't plan. Yeah. Enjoy some entertainment you didn't try to you didn't plan to enjoy even
0: though you already paid for the damn entertainment,
1: you know, whimsy. (laughs) I mean, they exactly, they do this. And I was just listening to the science podcast. um, And they were talking about how classical um, classic, the classic universe view of, you know, classical science is that everything's mechanical and um, and it's all reduc- reductionist, essentially. Like, you c- if you can break it down into simple terms, then I mean, we can understand the order of the universe or whatever. And that's kind of changing because they've done these huh. tests in what they call unequilibrated states or unequilibrated states, I guess you could call it, where basically they introduce chaos into these ordered states, and suddenly some new order is produced. Something new completely is produced. And so they're starting to see... Or some scientists are starting to um, profess that the universe is not um, deterministic; it's probabilistic. And so, um, when you're when you're huh. when you're doing these like basic tests in in physics, for instance, you can make a re- very simple test where you where you have some plane that is angled, and you roll a ball down it, and you can see how the velocity changes with the angle of the plane or whatever. And that like that's a very deterministic view. But, um, but once you change the state of the plane, once you introduce like a level of chaos or, or, uh, thermodynamics or something crazy, something eventually it gets to a point where something bubbles up out of the chaos and, and some new order is formed. And that's kind of like what what they're doing. So they're, they're seeing this on a, like a scientific level that when you just only have everything your way, and it's just so that, um, that you aren't getting the full picture, at least scientifically speaking, because yeah, yeah. there is a potential that there's a probabilistic universe that we live in, not a deterministic one. And if we introduce enough chaos or or something random or something whimsical or something novel, something new, something surprising p- per- perhaps, we get a better view of life and reality. Man. And I mean, I'm trying to like bring this in, but it's like it's kind of like a unified theory chaos, order, and the need for both, I guess, you know, it, it, philosophically and scientifically.
0: You think about, like, just the deep theological views of God, right? Like, some people cling to the Old Testament, the very order, and some people cling to the New Testament, a very chaotic. Right. And you kind of have this yin-yang thing where people are like, no, you know, like, universalism, and then, no, 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 no Calvinism, and it's like, you have <laughs> these, these these wacky back-and-forth ideas, but... Right. It's really hard to sit back and say, Look at nature, nature displays both. It displays yeah. so much chaos. It displays so much order. Like underneath the scenes, like just in just in the human body, you right. know, like like there's billions and billions of, of um things that are happening in your human body right now that are totally order. Right. And even if you're running down the street rampant and screaming your head off, your body still has this order, even though your brain can be <laughs> like you right. can be losing your mind mentally. But you really don't have any control over the human body. It's doing all these things for you to keep you alive right now that you have no control over. Right. Like,
1: you never think about your heart beating.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't tell your muscles to, to, to deal with the salt that comes in to help it, break yeah. down magnesium, to help huh. methylate Process your system. Process alcohol in your
1: liver. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like We think we're in control, but really like we, we're, we're not at all. But at the same time, you miss sort of a beautiful part of life and maybe even just a view of God when you sort of are on the left side and say oh god god is way too structured i can never i can never give myself to believe in something yeah. so simple like that and then there's yeah. people on the other side that's like no no i can't even believe for a second that, that all that, this chaos jesus,
1: yeah means something that jesus yeah.
0: would accept anybody outside of this little box that i've made for who's right. in and who's out i would say that you and i grew up very much in the conservative box and now we've kind of navigated as we've toured and we played in bands we hung out with a bunch of artists so we do have a very unique situation where we are a blend we are uh we have this amalgamation of the two not because we really wanted it to happen just because it happened
1: right, right? well i would say like chaos was exacted upon my life through natural forces and Thankfully, so. Sure, me too. Things where the order was destroyed or the structures were destroyed, and that's all part of kind of the deconstruction. I guess that's the word that people use for it.
0: But you see, but you have friends on Facebook that you've been friends with your whole life that have. You can sit there and you can see when they're when they're going on their rants. You can go, you can sit back and go. I used to think like that. Then I had some chaos introduced into my life, <laughs> and now I don't. <laughs> think right, it's it all that fell easy. apart. Right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then we get into a beta of like, uh, when or or who or if it's, you know, whatever. I mean, I think it's way super complex. And um, I just, I think some people live their whole life a certain way. And it's okay, I guess. Um, but some are, I mean, more destined to struggle with things. Matt?
0: You have to use your guile to get to the middle of the road to be able to see both sides of traffic.
1: The third way, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to look at the at the creation story myth or, or metaphorically, you were, we were talking about free speech kind of being this protected thing because we have to be able to self-correct our society. If we get something wrong, perhaps murderously wrong, we have to be able to correct it. How we correct it is allowing free speech to happen but f- but um it's interesting the bible uses speech as the creative force and so you have this picture in genesis huh. of you have this picture in genesis of god um in the void which is the chaos right and from out of the the void god speaks let there be light right pure creative force yeah. and then order suddenly out of chaos through speech order right that's like and that's that's yeah. like ancient people understood this fundamental truth about human beings and human societies and this has been distilled and abstracted out over thousands and thousands of years and then they put it in this beautiful myth which today we go that's just a myth reject it and i'm like no that's so true that we have to confront the void we have to confront the chaos we have to speak the truth uh-huh. so that we can create some beautiful order and that's kind of the process that, that our lives like when you feel the most uh, enlightened or transcendent or or actualized whatever words you want to use for it it's when you're confronting chaos and turning it into order and when you have complete freedom yeah. to name yeah. that chaos and to, um, and to express yourself and so that's that's kinda nice. Of Man, you know I'm I, I love all
0: that. I, you're getting my mind going. Hey, hey, <laughs> I know you see
1: true when my word is lost. Everything around speaking down the chaos. I Always seek you when my sight is lost. Or I've been around speaking down the chaos. I know you say true.
0: I'm really excited how this episode's kind of shaped up because it started with a concert in <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we're talking about ordering chaos. But, but what yeah. I want to say to all that is that like this is what I think the narrow road is. Before I used to think the narrow road was the world's going to put you on this track to have this chaotic road. You're just going to go down the road like everyone else into chaos, and it's like but you have to go back to this very conservative road that's right off. It's like, no, 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 no. We're all yeah. on the major road. We're just in two different lanes. We're either driving down the major road in our chaos car or we're driving down the major road in our order car. And we're both right. honking at each other and yelling, right? Yeah. But then off the beaten path, there's a place where somebody's gotten out of the cars and said, you know what? There is more to all this stuff traffic and this crazy yelling back and forth and this system in order to see how to have a third option, I gotta get out of the car. I've gotta embrace some of these ideas and I've gotta move right through it. You
1: will face chaos out of the car. You face the elements, you know, you'll be walking and you know, you won't be as protected.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But so often I argue with people about about the creation story is that the chaos side says, like you were saying just a minute ago, it has no it has no truth. It's just this story. It's totally it's total bullshit. And it's like, no no no. And then you have the order side, it's saying, it literally happened. There was literally, literally a true, snake right. in the grass. And if right and if and they miss it too because they're not they're not realizing what you're saying is the bigger truth is
1: Yeah, why did people preserve this for thousands of years? What possible value did it? give to their communities and their cultures what it was obviously wisdom what wisdom what wisdom was in this and it was the the wisdom is of the fundamental nature of of how to live a good life which is uh like exactly like order comes from chaos all that's new and beautiful comes from this chaos and just to, to put speech at the heart of it i think was just brilliant of ancient people like that, creative speech creates yeah, the world yeah. out of the void. And then, of course, there is order on the world, right? There's, there's order in the Garden of Eden, and there's not this human race hasn't really even started yet until chaos in the snake is reintroduced, right? Totally break the rules, and then suddenly yeah. now we have there's the chaos. Human, yeah, there's the chaos again, and the chaos creates this whole new paradigm, and civilizations rise, you know, and so they. They constantly keep this theme throughout scriptures. But we
0: call it, but we, we, we barrel down to sin. Sin <laughs> right. enters the world, right? And we don't even. Well, and run from, like...
1: and run from sin, which is uh, as opposed to like confront your chaos. Like go out into the wilderness where there is no structure, where you're not sure where you're going to eat. Like that's what the prophets yeah. did. That's yeah. what Jesus did, right? But we yeah, say, no, yeah. no, 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 turn from all that. Don't be tempted. Yeah. Stay on the order side because religious order is. It's a huge power structure thing. And they say, buy into this.
0: Don't get out of the boat. Stay in the boat. Do not try to walk on that water. Exactly.
1: Don't try to walk on water. Are you crazy? There was a time in my life when I would look at people
0: who say, the Bible is total crap. It's not true at all. It's just this book. You're stupid. And there's people who worship the Bible. Like, the only thing about their spiritual life is the Bible. You talk to them about anything, they come back, well, the verse says this, and that's all they've
1: got. Is the liter- is their literal reading of the Bible. And they yeah. miss the brilliance that we were just talking about.
0: Yeah, and if anything chaotic comes into the Bible, they have to go, No, 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 the Bible is inerrant. It is perfectly inerrant, true. Yeah. There is no chaos here. There There's is no nothing- disorder. Right. Yeah.
1: And I'm just like both camps are missing it. You could you could take what's good from life as opposed to defending some presupposition. You can just I accept the good in this situation. Or I accept that sometimes bad things happen. Uh as opposed to like thinking it's all just Satan attacking you or um, having more, maybe even a more nihilistic view of just everything is chaos. He's like, no, there's both, and they're they're powerful forces that are that are balanced. They're balanced even in our Earth's atmosphere between methane and oxygen. Like, if any one of them took over, it'd be total chaos. But there's this balance between between. The Do two. you think?
0: And this is this is something that I was that, that I had a friend who listens to the show. And she was like, hey, you should bring this—we this, this, have this uh, friend in high school that turned super fundamentalist pastor. And she's like, you ever think about having him on the show? And I said, no, because I think something—particularly something must be going on where I think this guy might actually be, like, a homosexual or something who's completely pushed it talking down. talking about
1: reaction, reaction formation? Yeah. Their it's whole— a r- Repression.
0: Yeah, so much repression that there's just there's so much internal chaos. So all that to say is and I'm not judging this person, and I'm not naming names, and I'm not saying that I know I'm some but you're witch but doctor you're can,
1: but you are saying there's got to be some sort of repression going on because there's no way you can behave like that. Yeah,
0: there is so much crazy chaos inside. So the the outcome of an internal mind that's full of chaos is this this just diligent pursuit to order. Like I am not. I'm going to suppress this chaos in my heart and my mind.
1: Yeah. Which we've seen with a lot of like fundamentalist pastors. Like, something's, something's their, wrong. Their their internal life is like, you know, doing drugs and, you know, having prostitutes and et cetera. Yeah. You know? the, like,
0: the news always comes out where they were
1: like in some back alley. Yeah. On Sunday, they're preaching about like legalistic and it's like whoa and that's what they call reaction formation or they call uh you know that's what that's the problem with psychological repression is when you repress your your when you repress things inside they they manifest and express themselves on the outside or they become become ugly addictive parts of your life but yeah and that's the thing is like that's why i think open lines of communication non-legalist Ways of thinking, um, acceptance of all people, mistakes included, like that stuff gets get, does away with this repression. It does away with the duality, like the the two ways of thinking of the world. And you just go, the third way is grace. It's always grace, and it's to be able to, it's to be able to see everything, and not to judge the Samaritan woman as well because her background. Yeah, yeah, to see her as a human being and to speak to her as a human. Like that's that's the way yeah. of Jesus. It's the third way. Yeah. So, My fundamentalism, is be anarchy, like this doesn't work. Yeah. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days I sit in silence and find whenever I meditate My fears alleviate, my tears evaporate My faith don't deviate, ideas don't have a date But see I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath Bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step As we speak I'm at peace, no longer scared to die Most niggas don't believe in God and so they terrified It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell Asking the Father for forgiveness got them overwhelmed be spiteful like them white folks that control the jail See I believe if God is really never judge a man Because he knows us all and therefore he would understand The ignorance to make a nigga take his brother life The bitterness and pain that got him beaten on his wife Like, I know you desperate for a change at the pen glad But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside, The change come from, cemeteries changed. I see men cry But the only real change come from inside yeah
0: but even though it's just so weird though how it's so weird how often we we think we're tapped into the third way but we're totally not and i think it's really difficult it's really extremely hard to to get on that narrow road even with knowledge of christ and the bible and all these stories it doesn't mean that you're going to actually show up on sunday to the prison and actually do something about it
1: you're going to show up to a different prison your church (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna
0: you're gonna show up to a place that doesn't require you to feel uncomfortable probably right makes you feel real good where the pastor preaches everything you want to hear already right he's speaking directly to your confirmation bias
1: problems with the world are out there not in you
0: how many churches would stay in business if after they gave the, the the sermon about how to love your neighbor or whatever that they actually had buses waiting in the parking lot where people were were ushered to the to the prisons to talk to inmates yeah you got out of church and you walked to the parking lot and then you're like because like right now if if my buddy called me and said hey you know tuesday night we're going to the prison you want to come i'd go yeah i i, I you want to introduce
1: some chaos into your life maybe
0: yeah i mean i'm Dying for chaos, yeah. Some novelty, something like, new. I mean, we have, we have kids, so we have chaos that's built into our lives every day. But right. but <laughs> we're, looking
1: <laughs> f- we're, looking we're looking for looking, more.
0: <laughs> we're looking for some chaos that actually like
1: does something. Has some good, resolve. Yeah. You could create. <laughs> yeah. You could some new sort of creative um, endeavor could occur from it or arise from it. Yeah. Yeah. You could but, meet but, someone, yeah. and that could change your life and your perspective. And so, why would you say no to that? And all that to say, this is the long way back around to why would you leave the concert early? <laughs> why would you say no to that? You could why? enjoy something you might not even know what you missed. Why yeah. like yeah, just just stay. Something might happen, something novel, something exciting.
0: I know that sixty people didn't get a text message from somebody that said, Dude, we're in the bushes. There's this wild bear. Come hang out. This is crazy. You know what I mean. There wasn't anything that was cooler that was introduced that had more chaos than whatever they Who were knows. experiencing. Maybe, maybe a few people had a cooler option that night, and I have to, you know, I have to let my ego aside and uh, say that there might have been some cooler, some cooler shit going. For down. the
1: ten to fifteen, absolutely probable cause of of the individual leaving was probably like they they just didn't care to see the show. Yeah. To go back to 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 wrap this all up, I wouldn't have somebody on this
0: podcast who was clearly just not willing to engage with not that. willing to engage. Yeah. They are firmly in the chaos, or they are firmly in the control. And I would just well, we've like,
1: kind of I mean, we've put out podcasts with people like that, but I
0: would say that even then, like we,
1: there was th- some there level was still of still room, <laughs> you know like room there's always room i'm an optimist you know like there's always room in the human heart for something new and and potentially obliterating so i'm always gonna try but
0: (laughs) this isn't gonna this isn't gonna do any good for anybody it's not gonna do any good for them it's not gonna do any good for us
1: what's the point yeah no one's gonna soften they're just gonna harden and you know it's probably it's not a podcast conversation it's more like a personal one i think at that point
0: yeah that's more like the conversation where like you have you know, you know that person's having a meltdown and you're like where is all this chaos coming from and then watching the person kind of unfold that stuff doesn't happen on podcasts people are not that vulnerable people are people do that stuff yeah. when it's like on a street corner at ten thirty at night with with cars going by and a cigarette in their hand
1: exactly that's <laughs> happened a lot <laughs> in that context But yeah, Yeah. I mean, I would love I would love to be a part of a podcast where there was, you know, you know, everyone would have to be in the same room, I think. And then we would have to suddenly in the throes of a conversation, forget the mics were there and then we could capture something real and honest and sincere. I think about that often that I'm not really presenting myself in the way that I am
0: on the podcast sometimes you would call it the gladiator podcast where you would have sort of this setup with microphones in this room and then all of a sudden a trap door would open up and then like a crazy nihilist would walk out and just start yelling stuff and like <laughs> and matt would go whoa and then it would just be like this <laughs> introduced chaos <laughs> podcast like yeah
1: they, they they sit in the back and they listen to our arguments and they come in like fully enraged yeah, yeah. and like uh, prepared uh, to just demolish us and then another door opens up and like yeah. a
0: conservative like bible thumper walks out. The yeah.
1: Dalai Lama pops out. And, and the Dalai Lama comes
0: out in the middle and then like shuts everybody down.
1: And then Buddha's like If you like a flower, you pick it. If you love a flower, you water it. And everyone's like what, what? do I say now? <laughs> no, but there but this it's
0: beautiful. This is this is a cool podcast. Um I enjoyed it.
1: I don't know I what think. it's going to be called. We didn't really have a plan for it. It went from no, chaos and order, or whatever. Chaos wanna, and order, concert yeah. uh, concert goers, and they're no I chaos and order.
0: I think it's great. I think cool I, I, because I think we birthed this this podcast out of some chaos, and it and it took on some order. So yep. weird, weird. The Twilight Zone is happening. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think that's what we're—that's what we strive for. I think that's why you and I want to talk about things because we've had these experiences where we feel like we're in the middle of it all, and we don't really have a lot of people who, especially my age, you know, I have these conversations with people and it's just like,
1: they're on their second or third house, yeah, uh, yeah, they're like, you know, they've like been doing, up. they've
0: been doing a job for the last ten years and or yeah. twenty years, and they're mis- at, at now, and, and and they've been doing the same thing every day, living in the same town. I'm like. Man, the world just doesn't work that way. I'm, I mean, I understand why you cling, cling to these ideas, but you know, I understand why you are trying to find Noah's Ark physically to prove to All they prove. Need to is yourself. a little
1: chaos, but they live vicariously through yours. I mean, I think that's something. Do they? Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people like to look at. Like I's lifestyle or whatever and traveling with our kids and playing shows and stuff and they go that's so cool I would never do that <laughs> yeah yeah which is fine I'm a fucking inspiration man that's what I'm put here for
0: <laughs> and then there's those moments where you're like there's three kids crying on the RV and you're in a parking no, I'm like parking this is lot. a bad idea
1: everyone's <laughs> right I, I should be working in a bank right now anything but this yeah I mean Apologies to all of our banker friends. Oh, it was like, man, I feel
0: that way. No, I, I feel that way right now. It's just like, kids who had meltdowns, I'm like, I need to go to an office. I need to get away yeah. for a couple hours. Get the like, hell out. I can't.
1: Offices have free coffee, don't they?
0: Yeah. And then weird. I was like, nope, I need to <laughs> clean clean the kitchen, do all the dishes, try to, repair. Make feel? try to repair some of this chaos right now. You,
1: you turn the chaos into order with some truth. In love Whether Whatever
0: side you're on If you have too much chaos Put some order in there If you have too much order Put some chaos in there And right. have a good rest of the day
1: Make a crazy stew Don't feed the trolls dream, dream, I'll be a for the truth Until I'm barely breathing I'm singing Life is all about the evolution I give, up, I give it. I move back a little I lift up, I lift up back for You can drink, but don't make